Welcome to The Creepy Tales, a spooky podcast adventure with Penguin Teen. I'm your host, Felicity, and for five episodes, we've invited some of Penguin Teen's most beloved authors to take a walk on the wild side, to go down a darkened alley, light up their pumpkin carving and get creepy with us. We've challenged our authors to write a 500-word creepy tale with our first author today being David Arnold, author of the best-selling Mosquito Land, Kids of Appetite, and the upcoming The Electric Kingdom, leading us off. He'll be then followed by Patrice Caldwell, editor of A Phoenix First Must Burn, featuring 16 tales by best-selling and award-winning authors that explore the black experience through fantasy, science fiction, and magic. And to complete the story, Astrid Schultz, indie best-selling author of Four Dead Queens and The Vanishing Deep. Hello to my authors. Hi. Hi. Hello. All right. Well, I'm not going to, we're going to talk after the episode, after they've all read their stories and shared all of their creepy tales and discuss just how hard it was to write. So, but without further abandon, let's let this lovely three people start the story. The prompt that they were given is The Staircase. And David, I invite you to lead us off. You think I could outrun a bear? What? Not like a full-size grizzly or whatever, just like a normal garden variety bear in the woods. Even in the dark, I see my sister shake her head. You don't think I could? I ask. It's less that I don't think you could, and more that I'm sure you can't. I sigh in that way Hannah hates, all dramatic. You always think I can't do things. You're right, says Hannah. I always think you can't outrun bears. We've been walking through these woods most of the night, but over the last hour, the trees have grown denser, the brush thicker, and even under a full moon, the trail is difficult to make out. I still can't believe Rayanne had sex with Jordan, I say. And Hannah is all, is that really what you're talking about right now? And I guess she can fake like she's not mad we missed tonight's episode of My So-Called Life, wherein Rayanne may or may not receive her comeuppance, but I know better. While most of our friends spend Thursday nights fixated on the childlike whims of Ross and Rachel, we bask in the more sophisticated glow of MTV. And while we're not sure whose bones were mentally jumping, Claire Danes or Jared Leto's, we know somebody's bones are getting jumped. I push aside an especially thick cluster of branches, a failed attempt to keep my face from getting more scraped up than it already is. We've got to be close, I say. Hannah holds up the slip of paper. The oracle said it would be a hike. Somewhere in the mountains, a coyote howls, because of course it does. Why do you do that, I ask? Do what? Call him the oracle. What should I call him? Mike in 12B? We met the man who changed our lives two months ago at a Halloween mixer in our building. He was hovering around the snack table, this older guy with the face of an empty sack, just sort of staring at people as they passed, not talking, almost like he wasn't there. His skin was so pale it bordered on translucent, and we pretty much inherently knew to stay away from him. And we would have, except... You can't deny what he is, says Hannah. Right, I've tried. But that night is etched in my brain. How we were in line at the snack table, how he came up to us, handed us a party napkin, and then left without a word. By the time we read what was on the napkin, he was gone. Mom and Dad were furious, asked around, found out the guy's name and apartment number. Mike in 12B. Dad pounded on his door, asked him why he would play such a cruel prank. It wasn't until the next day, in the hospital, sobbing at the feet of our suddenly dead father, that Hannah, shaking, pulled out the party napkin. Tomorrow, it read. Your father dies of a heart attack. Look, says Hannah now, stopping in her tracks, pointing. There, sticking out over the treetops, reflected in the light of the moon, a high and solitary stone tower. 
My heart sinks, and I realize how much I'd hoped it wouldn't be here, or that we just stayed home tonight, watched my so-called life with mom, and ignored the note we found slipped under our door this morning. That's how he does it. Notes under the door. Mike from 12B, the Oracle. We can call him what we want. His notes are never wrong. Come on, says Hannah. If we're going to get to the top before sunrise, we need to get going. She takes my hand, and I feel the note folded in her palm. And even though I know it's no use, I find myself thinking... Maybe this time he'll be wrong. Nearby, an owl hoots, because of course it does. From where the tower stood, deep in the woods, she could see the two sisters, trekking through dense trees whose branches had clawed and scarred their arms, whose roots had snaked up and tripped them as they walked, trees that had grown over hundreds of years, back before she even existed, back when she was but a girl herself, traveling this way with her sister, trying to reach the top of a solitary stone tower, before the sun rose. Of course, then it hadn't been a note folded in the palm of her sister's hand. It had been merely a whisper uttered from the oracle's lips. She had grabbed her sister's hand, sweeping it tightly in hers, pulling her along as they rushed through the forest, as they stumbled over the tower stairs. She still remembered entering the tower and the staircase winding up. She gripped onto the wrought iron railing that was stiff with time and hurried up the stairs eroded possibly by the steps of others before them. How many others, she wondered, but she didn't dare ask aloud, didn't care to, because all that mattered was succeeding. All that mattered was getting to the top before the sun rose. But they did not, just as these two would not. They would never make it to the top in time. Much like the tower spirit before her and the spirit before them, she would ensure it. And then, only when they failed, would she finally be free. Shivers run up my spine as howls and buzzing fill the night. Stay focused, I tell myself. Stay strong. And that works the first time and sort of the second, but now the crescendo of sounds rattles my soul, making me want to run and hide, to curl up into a ball, to hold my sister tightly, to grieve like I haven't yet. But I can't. I push back my feelings once more, bottling them up within me. Every moment we pause, every step we stumble, is one moment we lose. I look up to the full moon high ahead. Time is not on our side. I squeeze my sister's hand, urging her to move. Come on, I say, let's go. After a couple hours, we reach the tower, hidden in the middle of all the trees. I yank open the tower's wooden door and step into the darkness. The full moon slices through the cracks in the stone walls, illuminating a winding staircase before us. Alice, Hannah says. Her lips tremble, her fingers are cold. I grip her hand so tightly, my nails pierce her skin. I wish we had never gone to that party. Hannah had wanted the whole family to stay home and watch scary movies instead. Maybe if we had, everything would be as it once was. Dad would still be alive. We can do this, I say, more to myself than to her. Stay focused, stay strong. With my other hand, I grab the railing. The iron creaks and then falls to the ground, clattering at Hannah's feet. I jump back. Hannah screams. Her scream reverberates through the stone tower up to the very top. It's silent for a few minutes. Then there's a howl. One single howl that comes from above. I swallow slowly. What was that? Hannah whispers. I shake my head. I don't. Doesn't matter. We have to reach the top. There's no going back. There's no curling up and watching my so-called life with mom. If we don't reach the top of the tower before sunrise... My sister will die. Last time we hadn't taken the note seriously. 
Last time we thought it was some kind of cruel prank. Last time we'd been wrong and our father had died for our carelessness. If we'd taken him to hospital that night, would we have saved his life? I had to imagine we could have. Why else would Mike in 12B give us the letter if we couldn't have changed our father's fate? This time, when we'd read the words, tomorrow your sister will die, we sprang into action. The only other words written on the yellowed piece of paper were the top of the staircase before sunrise. We knew exactly where to go. The story of the staircase circulated the school every Halloween. The tale dated all the way back to the 80s when a group of friends were busted drinking alcohol at the school Halloween dance. And because nothing is more terrifying than a high school dance without booze, the group wandered into the woods to find somewhere secluded to party. After walking for a while, they uncovered a solitary tower, a lighthouse keeping vigil over the gloomy forest. There were no rooms in the tower, just a staircase and whatever was at the top. Only one girl returned the next morning. She wandered into a classroom covered in blood. She claimed the spirit of the staircase had killed all her friends. A search party was sent out to find the others, but the tower and its mysterious staircase was never found. The girl was arrested for their deaths, her friend's blood literally on her hands. Every year since then, a group of kids are stupid enough to wander into the woods to try and find the staircase, to uncover the mystery. This year, it's us. Each step up the staircase is a breath held between my sister and I. Each step brings us closer to our fate. Come on, I pull Han on Hannah's hand. We have to reach the top before sunrise. Through the cracks in the wall, we see the sky blend from black to a dark blue. What's at the top? Hannah asks, her brows pulled together. What will I need to do? I don't answer. No one knows. No one has made it this far. At least, no one who has also returned. It feels as though we should be at the top by now, and yet the stairs continue to curl inside the tower like a serpent coiled inside a tunnel, poised to attack. Alice. I know. There isn't much else to say. The stairs don't seem to end and I can't see a landing at the top. Just a smudge of darkness. A glimmer of light flickers through a crack in the stone. We're not going to make it. Hannah trips, her knee hitting the stair with a snap. I broke my leg when I was 10 years old during a game of basketball. And for as long as I live, I'll never forget the sound of a bone breaking. Hannah, I kneel down to her. Are you all right? Will I have to carry her the rest of the way? There's no way she can climb the stairs with a broken leg. I'm fine, she says. She pulls herself up, but I don't move. Something white has caught my eye. I run my hands along the stair. It's been shattered. Bone, I whisper. What? Hannah asks, pulling at me frantically. Let's keep going. But I don't move. I take out my house keys from my pocket and scratch at the stair above us. White. More bones. I swear under my breath. This entire staircase is made of bones, human bones. What do we do? Hannah's voice wobbles. The letter from Mike in 12B is still in my pocket, but something doesn't feel right. We hear footsteps above us. I glance up. On the top step stands a girl in a tattered dress. Her eyes are sunken and faded, and her skin is like torn parchment hanging from, from her bones. You can't leave now, the girl says. 
Her voice sounds like the wind and her teeth are stained red. I have one last stare to make. That's when I realise. The letter was a trap, a way to lure us here, to kill us. The tower's front door slams shut and the girl steps slowly down towards us. She tilts her head, eyes gleaming. Don't you want to see the view from the top? That was awesome. <laughs> well, I have to say, for most of you, for everyone, everyone but Astrid, they haven't heard this story before. This was they each wrote yeah. their parts in isolation. And no one knew, Dave particularly, didn't know how it was going to end. Dave. Oh, my God. I have, I have to ask Dave, setting it up, Dave, how, did, how was that? Like, were you conscious of trying to leave clues for people? Or were you just like, I'm just going to write the idea? Yeah. I mean, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so I, Okay. So, first of all, that was amazing. I, I love where that went. Um, I, I had this. I've been working for the last few years on a book about a girl walking through the woods. And like this is this joke about outrunning a bear was like always something I wanted to use and but it just it didn't fit the book at all um so I was never able to use it and so yeah like I was like well how could I like okay a staircase how could I start off still with this joke and I don't know why sisters kind of came to mind and um and yeah, then I, yeah, the idea, and also I guess there's a little bit of like, a, I don't know if you guys have read the Southern Reach trilogy by um, uh, Jeff um, uh, Vandermeer, but there's like a, there's yeah, like but... an inverted tower. It's like a, it's almost like a tunnel, but it's a hole, like a hole in the ground mm-hmm. and it just goes and goes. And I kind of thought this would be kind of a cool way to like introduce a staircase in this very bizarre, in the middle of the forest. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, there's some real freedom in being able to, uh, come up with like uh, things that you you think are cool ideas, but guess what? You don't have to figure out the resolution. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it was, it was awesome. torturous. It's like, well, what did Mike write on the note? I have no idea, but I don't have to know. It's not my problem. Uh, you guys nailed it. Oh, well, so and and I was gonna say, and Patrice, in the middle, you've got to pick up what what Dave's put out there, but also you also yeah. probably have to think a little bit more seriously about getting mm-hmm. somewhere to give Astrid somewhere yep. to go, like. What what were you when you got the story? Because you got the prompt, you all knew what the prompt mm-hmm. was. Is that what you expected, or was it a shock? So I will say, so I will say, I love the prompt. If I had started, because I have like an extreme fascination with like small spaces, centered spaces, I would have started it um, inside a house and just made it mm. all in one house. But that's actually why I didn't. I remember when you emailed you like, "Do you have a choice?" I was like, "No," because. I didn't want to give a preference because I think for me, the middle was actually kind of a challenge um, because I think, <laughs> yeah, just saying, David, I think the, the advantage of starting first is that you can just be like, I did this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> I read his in the end of his section. It's literally like nearby an owl hoots because of course it does, but they're still not at the staircase. And I was like, oh my God. So I was like, I have to get, close enough to the staircase <laughs> that Astrid can at least finish this. So I did um, a bunch of scene breaks, but I also like multiple POV things. I just have a fascination with that. So I was like, I'm going to give the tower a POV because why not? I love giving an animate object. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I thought that, w- and then once I wrote that, because I honestly had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I'm so confused. So I just, the tower's spirit's voice was the first voice that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. I wrote that section 
pretty much like it is now. And then I was like, oh, okay, here's what's going to happen. And then I just like wrote the kids getting there. And of course was like, you know, all these things and then got them to the point where they like, I love describing staircases. So I was like, I was like, I'll just end this on a cliffhanger. So that way Astrid has a little bit more direction of like, because I think the great thing that David did was give me direction in terms of the notes, mm. right? So right. I was able to take that part about the note and expand it and then give Astrid actually what the note said. I really love that David didn't tell me what the note said. And mm-hmm, so then mm-hmm. I was able to say like, sister will die. And then that way Astrid just, I mean, wow, that ending, I'm still like, I was shivering. I was so terrified that like my cats were going to make a sound because I probably just screamed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, I have to, uh, Astrid, oh my God, first of all, oh my God, wow. They're made but of you bones. Had to bring... Oh my God, yeah. That's, 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 I know, that's, that's, that was when I was like, get out of <laughs> I mean, it's probably good that like we didn't have this on video, this this podcast recording, because I think all of us would have had our jewels on the floor. Oh, but man. Astra, I think, wow, you brought it home, and like you had to carry different pieces. Yeah. How how hard was it? Be honest. It was really difficult. It was really <laughs> difficult. I um I actually wrote like a thousand words to begin with. Whoa. Um, and I still oh, hadn't wow. finished it, and I was like, okay, this is you've got to like you've got to rework this. But it was really hard to to try and bring two different kind of voices, author voices, together um, and also make it some kind of resolution that's satisfying <laughs> when I'm not sure where you wanted it to go. And I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted it to go literally where you took it because I, I honestly didn't mm-hmm. – I had no mm-hmm. idea um, – you know, mm-hmm. I didn't have, I guess, and that was, that was what I referred to earlier about the freedom of it. It's like, I didn't have an mm-hmm. ending and, um, and yeah, I don't know. I like, love what you came up with. It was perfect. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Did the you... cliffhanger was so great though, because yes. I'm just so curious about the cliffhanger because I feel like I, cause I thought about that. I was like imagining what you would do with what you would write. And I was like, well, cause I was trying to get you to a point where I was like, Hey, she can end this. But then I was like, how is this going to end? Like, is one of them, got, are they going to break the cycle? But that was like, oh, that's not like a right. horror like, story. And I just love the moment where you were like, the girls standing there and I'm like, oh, first of all, creepy girls in clingy dresses and like <laughs> horror movies. I'm like, get me out of here. And then it was just like, oh, it was a trap. You can't leave lead. Don't you want to see the top? No. <laughs> Seriously. They've so, been through enough. You know that like if this was a movie, that is the tagline. Don't you want to see the top yeah. stair? Like it's just, <laughs> oh. Yeah, why would you say that? I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> I'm be like rocking in the middle of the night. Don't you want to see the top? But I, can I, I don't know. Okay. Can I ask a question about just the, um, like what I love is the, how you added in that backstory about like, every kids go there every year was did that mm. just like pop into your head as you were drafting because that I felt like was so freaking cool yeah it just popped into my head like I I li- love writing in like backstories like that's kind of what I like to do like mm-hmm. fill in the like as I'm I'm telling a story I like to jump to to different kind of backstories that would thread through and I was trying to think of how can I almost make this like a, a town legend and like how would they know about Ooh. the staircase because what is the letter saying, mm. oh, you know, travel this way. And I originally started out that way, that the letter was going to tell them exactly where to go. And then I thought, well, wouldn't it be kind of cooler if it was this this spooky story that everyone kind of knew? And I wanted to make the joke that, you know, 
back in the 80s seems so so long ago for kids oh, yeah. now but yeah. like for us growing <laughs> up well I, I grew up in, in the later 80s but um yeah so I, I wanted to make it seem like it's been around forever <laughs> really it's only been since the 80s uh, yeah, and it also, but I it's could, like the 80s I could, sorry I could I can almost I can see Mulder and Scully coming to investigate this tower now. Like it's yes. <gasps> oh wow, that's a whole other day. That's a, that's a whole. I also just say I love the fact that you set the stakes up really high because I think that set the tone so well, David, by yes. you actually killing the father. Yes, that was it awesome. was like when I read that. Right, I was like, I, I know I'm a terrible person, but I smiled so big. Why? I was like, yes, the father's dead. I can kill all four people. I was just like, I was yes. just, I had, but it, that was I so had great. too many. Uh, I was too busy. I was so busy focused. I was so focused on uh, trying. I had all these jokes about how much I hate the show Friends, which I do hate it. Um, <laughs> and I was like, how can I? That would I be so cut, funny had you done a Friends rant. Um, but uh, yeah. It was this is super fun, like just being able to, yeah, like yeah. write um, a part of a story. I've never done that before. Um, mm-hmm. Me neither. I, I agree. I will say it's a nice was, writing. I felt like, it, oh, go ahead. I was like, it was a very nice exercise for me too, in terms of I, every single one of you asked me all these questions that are very editorial questions. As someone who is not an editor, Dave was like, I think I've gone over my word count. Um, what can I do? I'm like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think. Yeah, I hold up, Lizzie. Like, email me. She was like, "David went over, so do whatever you want." I was like, "I mean, okay." <laughs> I think we all went over in the end. We're obviously, yeah. You basically just. I feel like you don't try to. Keep... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, guys. This I, mean, is I, like a really I don't want idea. I don't want to say this is a verbal binding contract, but it kind <laughs> yeah. of is. <now>, so, <laughs> right. It's just like it's like Mike and. Tw- also, I I think that was the best part. I love when something that's scary it has that bit of like relatability but also just makes it so ordinary and also like and that in the way that it's relatable it's almost unbelievable the mic and fall me part <laughs> like i thought that added that in because it was like okay the oracle mic and 12b <laughs> really but also wow poor yeah. mic but that's if you look at the story as a total though now is what you've got it starts off with like people arguing about my so-called life and mic and 12b being an oracle and it ends up as a human bone <laughs> <laughs> that was still the part that I was not ready for. It was like, I never forgot the sound of like phones breaking. And then like, she scratches the wall and she's like, oh, that's a bone. It's all yeah. bone. And, and that's I when I wanted to like hang up the recording and leave. I'm sorry. I took it dark. I took it really dark. <laughs> I love it. it. No, that's it was great. Yeah. The funny thing is, we needed to like, go I'm well, such a chicken. Like I don't read or watch horror. That's so funny. So, I mean, I, I put a bit of horror into my own, my own stories, but like I am the biggest chicken. So I'm glad I could spook you someone else not, out and not myself. <laughs> as that the human really bone staircase, yeah, as the human bone staircase creator, you can't say that anymore. I you guess. can't <laughs> climb yourself a chicken if you're going to create a staircase out of human bones. <laughs> I'll just embrace it. And the it. creepy girl just like standing there being like, don't you want to go to the top is what killed me. I was like, <laughs> right. oh my God. <laughs> right. A hundred percent. Well, the yeah. main character's name turned out to be Alice, right? Who named yes. her? Which which one is me? Okay, me is why. Okay, <laughs> yes. great. Well, no. So, um, so I, that was one of the things. I was like, "What's her name?" And I was like, "Ah, not my problem." Um, <laughs> and then I thought, "How cool is it that I could write a story where I don't even know the main character's name?" But I think it's super cool that you came up with Alice for two reasons. One is it's occurring to me that I have only I've the only other thing I've done that was similar to this was years ago for a blog. 
and I wrote something where the main character's name was Alice. And also oh. this with the with the tower leading to who knows where it has a little bit of a, uh, mm-hmm. a Wonderland feel to it. Mm. Yep. Yeah, that's what I think. That's that. That was. I love. Wow, that's kind of creepy. I'm getting actual chills. I'm like, wow. Dave. No, but that's literally what I did. I was like, I was like, Alice. It's totally yeah, Alice. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's perfect. I love that. Well, David, Patrice, Astrid, thank you so much for being involved in this amazing creepy tale, The Staircase. Thanks for having us. This is super fun. It was really yeah, thank fun you so much. and spooky. Loved it. And spooky. And tomorrow we kick off with another story, The Snake, and it will be Melissa Dela Cruz, Kat Ellis, and Nina LaCour. We'll see you tomorrow for your next creepy tale.